We always say that people are our most important asset, but why do we do such a bad job at making them successful? Welcome to Work Life Unbalanced. This quick podlet is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions and Oracle Public Sector from the wonderful CPS HR Studios. Regina, I... I'm already flustered. (laughs) We didn't even start talking about this. And, you know, people. Are you having flashbacks? Every day, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, People is an asset. We, We look at trying to develop our workforce and make them essentially help us toward operational performance. And if you're in the private sector, make you money. If you're in the public sector, probably make your life easier um, and support and support the community. But uh, why, why do we do such a bad job at just inspiring people on a daily basis? And what habits are we missing in our organizations to kind of convey that inspiration of, I want to go to work and, do a great job today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it's a lot of different things. You know, I think most organizations that I've worked with have, you know, a mission statement or they have a vision and they have values, but we don't often incorporate those things into how we deal with each other, how we manage each other, how we, you know, set goals and try to achieve them. But everybody keeps saying the same thing over and over without any real action behind it. So I think that when it comes to making your team successful is that you have to understand that you win or lose as a team. You know, I've always been the type of manager where it's, I tie my success to my staff success. So if they're struggling, if they are in need of more resources or if they're in need of whatever, I'm there to make that happen. I feel like that's my job as a manager. But what I often see happen is when someone starts having problems with one of their employees, rather than actually sit and talk to them and find out what's going on, because it may be work-related or, or not, but if their performance is being affected, they put them in exile. You know, they don't want to deal with it. It's going to take too much time. I don't have time for this, you know, or whatever. And that's not effective. That just brings the whole organization down. Yeah, I use, um, in, in my day, I use coaching basketball, coaching youth basketball as a little... Uh, think tank and a pilot program (laughs) for your your day job (laughs) for organizational behavior. And uh, a number of years ago when I started uh, coaching basketball and it was like first and second graders. Right. And we get to the end of the season and all the kids are jazzed. And I don't know if we won any games that season. I don't think we did. Um, But we get to the, you know, you do the little pizza party Mm -hmm. And my thought at the time was, I am going to make these kids better as basketball players. Mm -hmm. So at the end, when I'm handing them this participation trophy, which is a whole nother topic. Yeah, that's another thing. (laughs) But as I'm handing the participation trophy, I'm giving constructive criticism and feedback as to how they can improve their skill set moving into the next year. Okay. Right. And these are six, seven year olds. And I watch, I play it back now in my head thinking like, how stupid was I giving that constructive feedback at the end of the season when mm-hmm. all the kids wanted was to be patted on the back and say, I feel, you know, I'm proud of you right. and, they feel valued. and, and feel, make them feel valued. Mm-hmm. And instead what I did is I'm like, well, you know, you, 
you really need games, you <laughs> really need to to Thanks think about your dribbling skills and and here's a list of uh exercises that you can do uh, on a daily basis. And by the way, there's a little checkbox there that you can check off and then your mom or dad can sign it so that right. y- you have this accountability measure. And I thought it was so funny because I left that and um, a friend of mine said, well, maybe maybe next time just kind of focus on the good stuff. At least and, a little bit. And not, <laughs> and not really, because they're not listening. Uh, as soon as you start giving the criticism, they've turned off. Right. Right? right. And I hate, the, I hate the criticisms where you, you have the good and then you have the butt in there. Right. That's always horrible. Right. right? Exactly. We, we've talked about that before in performance management. Yes. We're like, oh, here's. Don't mix your feedback. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you just said something good. I'm waiting for yeah, that butt the other, to drop. The other shoe to drop. Yeah, right? here it comes. But, but you know. I found that as as I went on and had multiple other seasons, multiple other teams, at the end, I just kept it positive. Mm-hmm. And it kept the kids engaged mm-hmm. um, to where they came back again and motivated and inspired them to continue their work ethic, their attitude, their effort. And uh, eventually it turned into performance, right? Right. But at, at the same time, in our work life, we don't do that, right? We right. say, okay, here's the things that you need to work on, and we miss, and, good luck. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, yeah. and we miss the positive reinforcement mm-hmm. part that generally has more of a lasting impact to create that performance. So, right. how do we shift that organizationally um, from this, I guess, need? to correct and yeah. give and give the I told you not to do that right. aspect Honishing. versus the inspiring to be a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that there's a, a misconception about being a supervisor or a manager. It's like, you know, it's your job to point out these things and 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 whatever. And really your job as a supervisor or manager is to coach that person to be the most successful version of themselves in the workplace because I think for the most part Every employee comes to work wanting to do a good job. It's just a matter of whether or not we're creating that type of an environment for them. And don't get me wrong, obviously, you know, in all my years, I've seen my share of of bad employees come and go, but it's really not the majority. You know, we hear that old adage, you spend 80% of your time dealing with 20% of your staff. I don't subscribe to that. I think that that 80% of your staff needs you just as much as that 20% does. So we tend to focus on that negative part because it's easier to deal with somebody in a contentious relationship, you know, where it's just like, oh, okay, well, I get to, you know, I have to discipline this person or, you know, beat them over the head with, with whatever, instead of thinking, you know, what can I do as a supervisor, manager, peer, leader, because I think we have leadership at all levels of an organization to really make my team a winning team. And to use your analogy, even if you don't win really any games, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't win any games all season, how much those kids kept showing up, you know, so there's something to be said about the fact that they're still there. They're still trying, they're trying to learn. And we have to be the type of, you know, coaches or managers or supervisors that acknowledge that because they could have been halfway through the season and been like, Hey, Jason, listen, we haven't won any games. I'd rather be playing Xbox. So I'm just going to bail. You You know, know? it's interesting because that (laughs) kind of come full circle on that one, that season we didn't, we didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. The following season, we didn't lose. Mm-hmm. 
and it was almost a the same. In focus. It was Look it was you. almost it was almost <laughs> the same team. Uh-huh. The other interesting part was that over that timeline, those kids were in first and second, third grade at the time. And, and I live in Lincoln, uh, California, and, and they started an AAU program uh, for our city that's going to be a feeder for the high school. And of that team, I had 10 kids on that team. Eight of them, the only eight that tried out, made eight out of the 10 spots for that AAU program. This is like five years later, but that was all based on just inspiring them to keep working. Right. right. And they weren't, they aren't the tallest players. They're not the best players. They're not the best athletes. They're, you know, but But they got better and they're dedicated. And so it's, it was just an interesting kind of small, again, Petri dish of an organization (laughs) of, of, of what can happen. Yes. And, you know, but you know, there's that adage of um, CEOs and how much they read and how much kind of learning and development mm-hmm. that continues to happen. And I don't know if it's two books a month or what the stat is mm-hmm. um, for people like, you know, Jobs and and uh, Ellison and all of these titans of industry, right? Um, and how they how they educate themselves. And we don't really do that with leadership development right. too much. Well, I think that there's... There's an expectation that once you get a certain title that you're going to fulfill that entire role, you know, so say that it's Friday and it's like, hey, Jason, starting Monday, you're going to be managing this unit. Everybody thinks something magical happens over the weekend and you're going to come in on Monday and be it this. Doesn't? Accept- it doesn't happen. Well, maybe not over a weekend. Oh. <laughs> you know, it happens, but it they haven't been listening to work life on balance. <laughs> <Right>? then. <laughs> so anything can happen. But our expectation as an organization is that Jason's going to be in there killing it because he's been here for 10 years. He's really good, you know, on the technical side, but he may have zero or even less than zero people in management skills. And a lot of times we talk about soft skills, you know, and people need to have soft skills. And I think of those as essential skills, your ability to communicate, your ability to make and create good relationships with your peers, with your staff, with whomever. That's what makes people successful. So like your basketball team, total bad news bears one season, you change your mindset and change how you lead them, and the next year you're undefeated. So when you think about performance management, think about inspiration. Thank you for listening for listening to us for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, this is Work Life Unbalanced. I'm Jason Lichney. And I'm Regina Romeo. Keep your work and life balanced. <laughs>